Welcome to this podcast. My name is Lynn Alderman. The topic today is post-occupancy evaluation. I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners on the land in which we meet, the Kondamooka people from Brisbane, uh, Wynnum in Brisbane, Australia, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Post-occupancy evaluation comes from the architecture dis- discipline. It's an evaluation tool um, that, that should occur one year after the keys of a building have been handed over from the architects to the owners. And then when everybody has lived in the building and used the building for 12 months, the architects or construction manage- management um uh, specialists come back in and evaluate the user experience of the building. In 2016, uh, the, I was lucky enough to be awarded seed funding from the Australian Government um, when I was working at Queensland University of Technology and in partnership with the Queensland Department of Education, Training and Employment, we developed a mobile application to allow faculty, schools, teachers and students to evaluate the usefulness of its facilities after one year. The purpose of, of collecting all this data for the Department, Queensland Department of Education, Training and Employment was to then inform future building design principles. But post-occupancy evaluation suffers from many things, but one of them is like evaluation. It's done at the end. You can actually live in the building and continue to use the facilities without conducting post-occupancy evaluation. And one of the questions is, whose responsibility is it? Is it part of the architectural design? Is it the last piece in that design project? Or does it become the responsibility of the building owners? And is it their responsibility? And if you can get away without doing it, it, you know, it does cost money and time. So sometimes it just gets, um, it just gets forgotten. But post-occupancy evaluation is really important. So one of the stories that the Queensland Department of Education, Training and Employment would tell is the story of a new school. So they had a school um, with the same students, teachers, and then they moved that group exact same students, teachers and combination of classes moved from one school, which was ageing, to a brand new school, which had contemporary transition points, had contemporary toilet blocks. Now, what that did is you cannot say that the new building increased the students' learning, okay? That's a, a very long bow to stretch. What you can demonstrate, though, is when you look at the facilities there were less um, absences from school in the new school building. So therefore, there were less students were put on suspension, less students were, um, you know, removed from the classroom for poor behaviour. What had happened is the new facilities, the trans- transition points, there was less um, crowding and less bunching, bunching and bumping of, of students. And in the toilet blocks, there was less... Um, poor behaviour, bullying and fighting because of the new design. So what the design could show with those same students, it was like a natural experiment, what they could show in that new school is that the that the reduction in absences increased the opportunities for learning for those students. 
So post-occupancy evaluation is a really a sound way to determine if the architectural design and intent is well received by the people who are actually living and breathing and working in that in that in those facilities. So it's it it does sound like um, it's a, it sounds like an add-on, but it actually is the very first step in your new design. So, for example, if you wanted to reduce bullying in schools around the world, then you would have contemporary uh, toilet blocks whereby they're, you know, they're, they're removed the doors um, so that they cannot be, the teachers can't be blocked, locked out. So it's an interesting space. It's actually um, incredibly valuable when you think is what would we consider the best designs in the world for school facilities, whether they be in, in Australia or Canada or in the European Union? What would we consider the best facilities? And if you want to know that, then you need to conduct post-occupancy evaluation. Thank you.